What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coliseum Classics, Episode 6. Today we're going to focus, discuss, review the Coliseum home video, Ultimate Warrior 89. Um, be sure to ch- tune in next week when we review, discuss, Inside the Steel Cage. Obviously going to focus on some Steel Cage matches of yesteryear on Coliseum Home Video. But first, we're going to talk all about Ultimate Warrior 89, mm. Episode 6, Coliseum Classics. My name's Duke. I'm joined by the host of No Soul, a wrestling podcast. Maybe you heard of him. His name's John. Also John, John, by... John boy. Sometimes John you guys. Boy. We call him, I've called him Jean in the past. Jean. JT. In my phone, in my phone as Jean. There we J-E-A-N. go. And our, right. of course, our roadman, Zern. Zern, how you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling generated warrior in my veins. Oh, feeling the power? All right. I'm feeling the power. It's coming through. The electricity's coming through. John, you look like, as always, you look like you're ready to rock and roll. Let's all night rock. long. It starts out hot, guys. Like right away. We're gonna come in with an anti-smoking ad. The warrior man's got the cigarettes, he's crushing them in his hands, teaching the kids lessons, even back then, you know. Some of the lessons he tried to teach, questionable. But we'll just stick to this tape. We're going to, he's crushing, he's crushing these cigarettes. Don't smoke. Tell him the Warrior Nation not to smoke. From there, once again, another ad, a Slim Jim ad, which is weird to hear somebody else, you know, as the spokesperson for Slim Jims, not being the Macho Man Randy Savage. Guys, can you name another wrestler who was a spokesperson for? At least in a commercial for Slim Jim. It was a newer wrestler, right? He was. Yes and no. He was around while the Warrior was around. But he was also around for like the new generation era. Hmm. We won't spend too much time on dead air. I will give you guys a hint. If you please give us a hint. He did main event a WrestleMania. Oh, so it wasn't Jake the Snake Roberts because we cleared not... up on uh, on last week that he's never main evented, nor could he main event a WrestleMania. According now, to Mike if you, Zern. If, you, if you talk to Zern, uh, he thinks that, you know, guys have a place and Jake the Snake's place was, oh, about way below Brett the Hitman Hart. I'm just quoting what he said. We all have our opinions. Some people think that Yokozuna was a great interrupter in the history of pro wrestling. Listen, we have opinions, you know, that's what makes the world go around. So, listeners, do you know another wrestler who is a Slim Jim spokesperson in a commercial, etc.? Let me give it to you guys straight. We talked about him on No Sold, actually, a wrestling podcast recently when we covered King of the Ring 1993. Be sure to check that one out in the archives, um, which John is the host of. Also, while we're on that subject, be sure to check out Talk Elite 
which is all about all elite wrestling, AEW, lots of stuff coming up. Um, so let me just give it to you guys. It's one of also our boy Steve Britt, the combo kid, one of his top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. Edge. It is not Edge. I keep on thinking Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It is not Hacksaw Jim. Oh, Duggan. you said, sir, you say King of the Rain 93. So if he was on that card, um, he was on that it's card. Got to be Mr. Hughes. You got to be wrong, pal. Perfect. Of, of, of all the people to I'm mention, kidding. it's Mr. Hughes. I'm Steiner Brothers. I'm Steiner Brothers. Let's let's name the entire, everyone. <laughs> let's name the entire. Try to win his prize, man. Let's name the whole roster of nights. I don't give up, man. I don't quit. You will. So real quick, just so you guys know, we are awarding a prize for this. It will be one uh, white cheddar rice cake mm. for the winner. No, it should be one Slim Jim. No, it will not be a Slim Jim. We don't associate with Slim Jim. We're not endorsed by them. I got a nice deal brewing with this white cheddar rice cake company. It is not Yokozuna, Mike. He said Yokozuna. Uh, that's how it's also maple. This is just how Mike speaks, you know. All right, listen. The, 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 were they in the tournament? They were in the tournament. Well, then it's got to be Bam Bam Bigelow. It's Bam Bam Bigelow, pal. Is it really? Slim really? Commercial. I mean, is that for real? That's a you real don't believe thing? me. You don't believe me. You're gonna look it up. You're gonna be like, wow, this is why you know we regard Duke so highly as mm. a historian of professional wrestling. Mm. Look it up right now, you little geek. Look at him. <laughs> oh, I anyway, am. Don't you worry. This oh, wow. Well, look not, at Hammer with a Slim Jim in his hand. This is not about Bam Bam Bigelow. Hold on. Hold on. What is it? Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is it? You were right. But there is another WWF wrestler that did a Slim Jim commercial right around the same time. Did you name him? No. Okay. But Bam Bam Bigelow, this is crazy seeing him in there, but they're, it brings you yep. right to another one. Also on the King of the Ring pay-per-view However, didn't wrestle. Diesel. Yeah. Good Google hey search, bud. <laughs> he didn't Google that. Mike knew that. That was a guess. Dude, my hands, I don't have, I have one computer. I don't like you. I don't have like a whole. <laughs> John has a whole, if you're familiar with yeah. like the old WCW control center, that's similar yeah. to what John's house looks like. This is yeah. The or if you're familiar, if you're familiar with the office, how Dwight has like six computers at one desk. You yeah, know, he has it like, yeah. Mega John's desk. got going over there. He has Mega three desk. desk combined, yes. Yeah, I have one computer, John. It's got you and Duke on the screen. Hands up here. This is the Coliseum Knowledge Control up Center. here. I work out of the Coliseum <laughs> Control Center. No Wikipedia is going through my, my, my veins. Only warrior. Let's go. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking so of the warrior, right? Let's talk about the man of the hour. The man who this tape is all about. Ultimate Warrior 89. Like I said, we start out with the anti-smoking campaign. Slim Jim commercial. That got us off into a tangent. Guys, this is what we do, right? We talk we talk shit. We get a little sidetracked, but hopefully mm -hmm. you guys enjoy it because we're still we're still talking pro wrestling, right? You you wanted to know the other spokespersons for uh Slim Jim, I'm sure. I'm sure you went into this podcast thinking, man, I really wish I knew like who else did Slim Jim commercials for the World Wrestling Federation. And now yeah. you know. So we're glad we could help. But then we get into something that I know you guys love. We get that beautiful intro. Ooh. The WWF symbol flying in with the music. 
and you hear Mean Gene, the World Wrestling Federation, what the world is watching. That was, we talked about it previously. That's what we wanted. That's what we yeah, wanted. Yeah, that this was the, the right deal. one. It was the right music, right? That was the right music. That's the deal. So it was all there for us. Yep. So, Mike, did you give that little segment a grade just for that? That's all on my tape production com okay. combined. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that because that that's a double A, if I can be so. But I, that's I mean, a... I did jump out of my seat saying, holy, like, this yeah. is what a start to a tape. That's an Arn Anderson, if I can be so bold, or maybe mm -hmm. an A double, maybe an Austin Aries, if you're into that thing, you know. I am. So then we got the Warrior intro. So the theme of this tape is the Warrior Man introducing his own matches. Yeah. Um. How do you guys feel about that? I, I like it. it. Yeah. I love it. Just like I liked it last week when Piper did it. I think it fits for this thing. Mm -hmm. I love the different uh, seeing all the different like variations of his face paint and the trunks and the tassels. I love this green. What was it? Green, white, and red. Yeah. Like the Italian flag almost like the combos was so I mean, I, I'm not saying it's my favorite, but it might. it's right there with my favorite uh, color combination of him wearing out. So I, I appreciate the uh, the fact that they had him doing it versus like a mean Gene Oakland or anybody else mm -hmm. from the control center. Yeah. 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 I think warrior, warrior as a host signed me up. I mean, it's going to be like, I like the way he, uh, I always liked the way he did his promos. And I mm -hmm. just thought that when you were a kid, you could use your imagination. He's talking about it like us and we as like warriors. Mm -hmm. So he was always um, including us in his um, journey. You know, I guess he's running down the whole tape. So I was, I was in on the warrior man. Here. Yeah, and like you I, mentioned, Mike, like he looks great, obviously. When did he not? Right. Yeah. I could tell you one time this tape he does. We'll get back, we'll get into that a little bit later, but okay. But I, I also love the uh when they go into the matches, how he like introduced the matches like on the with the music in the background. Yeah, like yeah. the production level for this is like A plus. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they let him just go like so unproduced because like he does just get off and you know says a lot of crazy stuff like nothing offensive or anything just like crazy you know words i do think the warrior man was an intelligent guy though like because he did use like sure. big words and stuff like that but sometimes he would use them incorrectly i felt like <laughs> yeah. but it was still cool this is why one would pay 39.99 to purchase this back in the day i mean to get the whole whole deal you don't Maybe need even somebody in this day and age, one might buy this off of eBay for thirty nine ninety nine. It's true. Or $150. How about that? Yes. Is that how much it's going for? Woo. Oh, yeah. VHS. This is a jam. Right uh, yep, it is. So we jump right into it. It's February of 1988. He takes on the mighty Hercules with Vince McMahon on commentary, which is always a treat for me. Um, So. Hercules, of course, uh, accompanied by Bobby the Brain Heenan, greatest manager of all time in our estimation. Um, here's one of those things we talked about last episode, John Boyd, with uh, where Bobby treating things seriously. And when he's approaching the ring, like he legit looks scared, like he looks nervous about what the warrior man's going to do. He did. He looked like he was... Uh... He had like an intense sort of look on his face. He was definitely, I think at this point, 
was Hercules um this feud kind of was just starting or, or what do you think here was this like a blow off with the well we'll have to go to the professor for that one Mike they fight at WrestleMania four so this is right for WrestleMania four so this okay. is leading into this is about two months prior to WrestleMania four right um, if you notice okay. like Hercules doesn't have any music either which is weird right mm-hmm. just walking down to the ring no music yep. Yeah, he did have weird. music at one point, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had music. Yeah. He did later as a good guy. If you remember, it's like very um oh, I love that music. It's like Olympian perfect. style. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. Oh, um, no, but I so... thought this was interesting with the uh I guess you can you can lay it out, Duke, as far as uh the kind of match this is, if you yeah, will. I thought it was so it was a regular wrestling match, but Herc's got he comes out with the big chain. And he challenges Ultimate Warrior to a tug of war. And I was like, this is brilliant. Like, I think Vince, once again, we're going to say how, what a genius Vince McMahon is. You know, um, he, first off, he took a guy named the Dingo Warrior. And you can look at him back in, you know, world-class championship wrestling. The guy was always ripped. He was always big, you know. um, But like, he took this guy and he put him in the main event of WrestleMania. And once again, it's Vince McMahon taking somebody. He shines him up. He cuts off the stupid mustache. He grows his hair longer. He puts him in, you know, the the brighter colors. Who knows how much of Warrior's character Vince was in on. But I know this for sure. Naming him the Ultimate Warrior was Vince McMahon. Which is way cooler than the Dingo Warrior. I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of, like, um, Seinfeld. But uh, really? so, yeah, they set up the um, the tug of war, which I thought was smart. You know, once again, you accentuate what Warrior's good at. What's he good at? Being strong, looking good, you know. So, um, Mike, go ahead. Get into the match a little bit. What did you think of the tug of war, you know, idea to, you know, sort of, I don't know. Warrior was limited. We know that in the ring. So what would you think of that? Exactly. And this gave him a little bit of a, you know, tip it to something to center this match around in the very beginning um how about the 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 one man comp one man commentary booth there just Vince McMahon going solo yep that mm-hmm. was kind of odd too which I, I thought it was good though because he was putting over his own creation in the warrior mm-hmm. and still putting over Hercules at the same time too who is the strongest man who's going to win this battle it was I mean to me it was so easy and so so great at the same time I mean yep. I loved every second of this match um, I love Warriors color combination this match too. I think he had the white yellow trunks, trunks there. Or was it yellow for this one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yellow. right. Yeah, yellow trunks with the white boot. Yeah, white boots. Yeah, for this one. Yeah, so I love that co- that combination there. Um, yeah, the whole entire match is right up my alley as far as the you know the tug of war in this. Um, Bobby on the outside, uh, even from the very end. I'm not gonna spoil the end. You guys can get into the the end of the match there. Yeah, I mean it's not very long ordeal but um like you said the the way the presentation of the warrior even the wrestling challenge the old wrestling challenge logo i was i was definitely into the the whole vibe of it all but um yeah when they turned it into a tug of war you're right duke they just accentuate the warrior's strengths literally and can i say what he does here absolutely he he snaps this chain right from hercules hands Mm -hmm. this is how much of a warrior this man is (laughs) <laughs> and uh the crowd kind of reacts the, the chain goes flying 
thought it was cool. Vince on the on the commentary, just telling his story the way he wants to tell them. Exactly. It's like, man, people talk about Tony Khan being like glorified, like playing with action figures now. Like yeah. that's this is his fantasy, you know. And Vince was living his fantasy in a way too. Like it's weird that he just became so detached from wrestling because it sounds yeah. like he loved it back then. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean. We talked about it previously, um, just how much fun he was having with these guys, you know. Exactly, um, yeah. We talked about it a bunch, you know. I think once the WWF went public, that was it. That was yeah. it, you know, like um, because back then the WWF, like they didn't care what anybody thought of them. Vince never cared about that. Did he want to be mainstream? Sure, but like he was never like he didn't care if you liked it or not, you know, like he was going to do his thing and like you mentioned john that's a great point i think you brought it up before how with vince on commentary he gets to tell the story that he wants to tell you know even like in this without anybody nobody's stealing his heat it's all <laughs> vince and he's going to say whatever he wants and you're going to have to listen and he's going to tell you how great these guys are and whatever the case um of course Kirk gets a hold of the chain mm. The Pearl Harbor job, to quote Gorilla Monsoon, takes the Warrior Man out. It's a DQ. It's a DQ finish. Um, like you mentioned, it was very quick, but we talk about it all the time, Mike. Um, six minutes, it's six minutes good or it's six minutes bad. If it's action-packed, if you're enthralled, if you're captivated by who's in those six minutes, it's going to get a higher grade than six minutes of whatever the case. You're yeah, the this grade giver. Mm -hmm. talk about it and give us your grade yeah this match like i said gave the strengths vince did such a great job giving the strengths out in this match um neither men are great in a ring hercules himself too but anytime hercules was in a ring too i always nine times even when he was like in the billy jack canes feud like i was always into that because i thought that they centered it around things that would make these guys look strong you know i mean vince mm -hmm. did such a great job with that and this was his brainchild this was his baby and that, I love that one man booth, him just telling the story, um, the chain, everything. So I gave this an A minus. Woo! Yeah. That's I would legit, I mean, from the beginning of this tape to this match right here, just watch it on a loop, man. It's beautiful. It's funny because it's six minutes or so, and you could have a six minute match now on WWE or Dynamite or something. And it's like, how many matches, how many moves can you fit in? Mm -hmm. How many spots can you fit in? Let's make yep. sure we get so much in. And then you can look at something like this, or you can look at a guy we talked about recently, superstar Billy Graham, the late great, mm. in an arm wrestling competition. He could do the same type of thing with just a very slow build to the end of yep. an arm wrestling match and here's the same came kind of formula i think duke where they're like sure yeah just showing off strength in another way and you know look to the crowd you know mm -hmm. look out to the crowd you know like how often does that happen in pro wrestling now they try to but they still don't know how to slow down right it's, no but even in when they slow down it still seems rushed yeah mm -hmm. um but still, I just, I don't know if it's a case of, like, you're not into the characters like you used to be. But, I mean, you know, people love Kenny Omega. You know, like, if he looks out to the crowd for just a second, you know, like. They'll respond. Yeah. You know, and, like, I think it's a simple thing that is just, like, for whatever case, it's forgotten. But anyway, 
Glad to hear you guys enjoyed the segment. I did too. Yeah. Mike coming in hot with that A minus. We're on the road to well parts deserved. unknown. Well Absolutely. deserved. Well deserved. So our next match, this was a big one. This was at SummerSlam. Oh yeah. This was for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. It was the honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, longest reigning intercontinental champion continental champion of all time taking on a mystery opponent we don't know who it's going to be john fill us in pal so this was uh our last week's episode crunch classic we got to see matches from wrestlemania 3 from royal rumble 92 here we're going to go SummerSlam 88 right so we're going to see a match here on a Coliseum video that we had already seen before as fans. But it's always, this one's iconic because we're going to see the crowning of the Ultimate Warrior and the end of the longest reigning Intercontinental Championship reign ever. The Honky Tonk Man. Greatest Intercontinental Champion? That's a question mark. I'm pretty sure the commentator, was that Superstar Billy Graham on commentary during this? Um, if so, he did call him the greatest intercontinental champion. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. Yep, Billy Graham. Um, yeah, so that's that's one man's opinion, I trust. Um, anyway, <clears throat> we talked about it um, recently on Coliseum Video, or Coliseum Classics. Honky Tonk Man, just like the new appreciation you get for him for the the job he did quite literally the job he did for warrior here but but like i don't know man seeing this one again um it's like a bat out of hell warrior coming in here you know (laughs) and just i don't know i'll let you talk about it mike because this is a big moment for the warrior man yeah i mean this match since it's so short is one of the most replay matches probably in wwef history like when a you know show best of you know, tapes and stuff like that, that the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan, especially from that era, from the 80s, I should say, right? So, I mean, this, like you said, this was the longest reigning IC champion of all time at the time. So this, nobody knew who he was going to fight at the time. And for that music to hit and come out, like I said, you're, nobody's ever going to forget that. And the match did not last long. It was a body slam, shoulder block, clothesline, splash, and it's over. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That short amount of time, never going to forget it you know i mean never going to forget whatsoever and it was it was enough for me to give it an a plus even re-watching this and i've seen this a million times but it's still like i'm gonna i'm still glued to my screen watching it you know what i mean i know it's short so i i don't have to have a long attention span but with the warrior at this time uh, he gets a bad rap sometimes even i mean i'm honest when it comes to the warrior right his faults mm-hmm. his bad we, we t- i uh him versus uh was it him versus Macho Man or him versus we had somewhere I I said he had a bad match he was all over the place like all your oh yeah, yeah yeah oh and wait are you talking about on Kyle's team plastics it was him and Ted DiBiase yeah him and Ted DiBiase right in Japan mm-hmm. and I get I mean I was honest my opinion with him at that time um but for this time frame he was he was he was perfect mm-hmm. he did what he was supposed to do and. I would love to meet the man that doesn't is not like thrilled by this. You know, I mean, glued to the even at the age of 40, just watching mm-hmm. every second of this. So yeah, I gave this segment an A plus. That's 
Duke, can I um can I ask you? Because you know, wrestlers have a, a, a like a knack for BSing. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you if you think this statement is true or false, and I want you to tell me who said it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Honky Tonk Man knew I was getting the belt at SummerSlam 98. He knew I, he was going to drop the title to me and we were going to do business for another four or five months. We were going to make real money, real good money. And by changing it to the last second to the warrior, mm. whatever, um, basically, uh, this this person here is stating that they were originally supposed to end the longest reign in IC title reign. Um, well, I, I don't know, but I can guess if he was yeah. looking to. I'm going to guess a guy that we talked about briefly on our last episode, a guy that perhaps cut someone's hair at WrestleMania 3. My guess would be Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That would be 100% correct. Ed, do you Leslie, believe him? The disciple. Um, I don't. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Here's the thing. Are you telling me that Brutus Beefcake winning the Intercontinental title instead of Ultimate Warrior would have been a bigger deal? No. Did you hear that place erupt for the Warrior Man when he came out to challenge? Crazy, uh, crazy. Crazy. Uh, where did that take place, Mike? SummerSlam uh, 88? Is it, uh, New York. Was it MSG, right? Yeah, MSG, yep. yep. Okay. And they, uh, uh, Honky Tonk Man already fought uh, Beefcake at WrestleMania 4 mm-hmm. previous to this match, right? Yeah. So if he's saying that, that's all maybe had Hogan was trying to make that happen at the time mm-hmm. for him. Guess what? Like you said, the pop, they already had their shot at WrestleMania 4. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was a disaster almost um, of a match. Uh, you know, Beefcake, I would never believe a word he says. So I would say false. Yeah. I mean, I lost Hogan was behind it. Yeah. Like I don't hate Brutus or anything like that. But I mean, come on, dude, you're being delusional if you think you're in the class of the ultimate warrior you know what i mean like that like you mentioned like um just how he looked like the presentation like Mm -hmm. the mystique he had a mystique about him you know um charisma obviously i think probably the best body in the history of wrestling i'll say it right now like i think he has the best body in the history of pro wrestling like maybe we'll find out later yeah maybe um Shout out to my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. Gwen, who loves the Ultimate Warrior. Nice. <laughs> and she still will mess with me and like talk to me about him. She always loved the Ultimate Warrior. So shout out to Gwen. But yeah, um, it was awesome. We've all seen this. I mean, probably a dozen times at least, the Warrior Man coming down and, you know, challenging when we didn't know who it was gonna be. And um it's funny because like you talk about like the greatest IC champions of all time. And obviously honky tonk, man, you have to include him because of his reign. But like, as we go through this tape, the warrior man as intercontinental champion is defending this title against some pretty stiff competition. So Mm -hmm. by the end of the tape, we're going to revisit that greatest IC champion of all time and see if the warrior man maybe makes it in that list. Now we're going to move on. If that's okay with you, we're going to move on to Saturday night's main event with Vince McMahon and Jesse, the body Ventura as the warrior man takes on the former now 
intercontinental champion, the Honky Tonk Man. Honky's going to get his rematch. He says he wasn't ready the first time. He's ready this time. Zern, what'd you think of the promo? What do you? What was your excitement level for this match? Get us into it. Yeah, so my excitement level for this match as a rematch was pretty high. I was at, at a 10. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember. I've seen this match probably two dozen times, but as far as rewatching it, I, I couldn't tell you how, exactly how the match went. Um, the pre-match interviews in the back were great. I really enjoyed them. But then the match started, the bell rung, and it didn't have that same. Uh, John, do you know how long this match was? It was like uh, at least four minutes, minutes and right? 48 seconds. Okay. Wow. So at least, right. So we all talk about, you know, five minute matches. This one here didn't have that, that same feel, that same, it was a Hercules match that just happened, right? Mm -hmm. Or I think the Warriors way too fast in this match. Um, mm. And we're going to, that's going to be a trend that happens with Duke. You said it before that, you know, like Hogan tamed him, Macho tamed him. Um, the honky tonk man, the first match was real quick, so he didn't have a chance to get all erratic. This match here, I think he was a little too erratic. And so, and it, the match suffered for it, and I gave it a C. Plus. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. He It starts off really, I think, really cool and really well. He does a warrior, does a leapfrog actually in the beginning of the match, mm. hits a big boot, just things you don't always see him do. Yeah. But, um, he kept going, man. He kept laying it on like this is what he did. I mean, Warrior was full speed ahead. I don't really mm -hmm. feel like it was too much different than most of his uh, matches. I love the the presentation was starting to take shape here with more colors, you know, instead of just the white trunks, his boots when tassels were all multicolored. And mm -hmm. this is Saturday night's main event. And these trunks are iconic for Honky Tonk Man, I feel like. And you got Jimmy Hart, our favorite guy out there. <laughs> and um you know the megaphone comes into play. I thought it was pretty good. I I I I'm surprised you didn't think it was really that ending. Uh, yeah, the ending, as... everything. Mm -hmm. That ending. Do you like the ending? Not my favorite. It's it's a little. Uh, what's the word? It's almost like how we talked about last episode with the Undertaker using the urn on um right on Bert the Bulldog, but <clears throat> Warriors have babyface doing this and i know this happens with hogan and mm -hmm. anytime jimmy hart's involved with the megaphone yeah. but i don't know it just didn't hit the same way right i'm just that's just my honest feelings it didn't hit the same way the same excitement level i'm up to, i'm up to a 20 octane mm -hmm. level now i'm being brought down unfortunately mm. so <clears throat> warrior at this point he was undefeated right like i guess uh Storyline wise, I don't, I don't know if it's shoot wise, but yeah, I, I can't imagine him losing. I Rick mean, Rue was the was... first person to defeat him. To... Yeah, spoiler. Okay, yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> so Goldberg versus Warrior, streak versus streak. Mm. Who who ends whose streak? Who would I prefer? Uh, how would it be booked? Uh, that's a long conversation. I mean, I could tell you who I prefer at that, like their streak at that time versus their streak at that time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That question. I prefer Warrior streak, one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. Other than Goldberg versus Hogan in the dome, I mean, other than that moment, that how about uh, Goldberg? How about Warrior streak versus Tatanka streak? Well, mm. Tatanka, yeah, Tatanka always wins. 
Whoa. <laughs> wow. Now nah, I'm just there joking. <laughs> the Tiger Any, Subway any, any anybody that hangs out with Ken Shamrock that lo- that all lo- yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed that segment more than you guys, I guess. Dude, I didn't even hear from you. No, I no, Amen. I enjoyed it. Um I see what you're saying, Mike. You know, like the first one too, we had that like surprise factor. So like that was there, like you didn't know who it was. He comes in, right. like you mentioned, like bat out of hell. Hmm. Um, the warrior man we say all the time like he was what he was he was a thousand miles an hour um i just i feel like um like i mentioned before like certain guys could tame him and other guys you know he's like i'm gonna do what i want to do man i'm gonna get my shit in and that's that i'm gonna hit you with the big shoulder block brother and that's it we're going home you know i did like the ending because um as we go along watching the coliseum home videos during coliseum classics we talked before like i kind of like how guys win differently rather Mm. than their normal finish um the warrior man instead of the big press body slam into the body splash it was uh you know like you mentioned the megaphone and then the big shoulder block which looked great i i love that shoulder block like he got height on it i thought i mean obviously he's a big dude i feel like it's pretty plausible that he could mess somebody up with it so i enjoyed the match um so one more time see uh let me go back to that uh to get back there i just didn't like the execution of the uh the megaphone hit yeah the execution not so much what it was but um yeah that's not the match i had here wrong match yeah i think it was a c a c okay it's fair now we're gonna move on to him the ultimate warrior of course because this is all about the ultimate warrior you're listening to coliseum classics covering reviewing discussing ultimate warrior 89 he's gonna take on a guy that i've come to love as an adult Greg the Hammer Valentine. If you would ask Ronnie Garvin, his name is Valentine with an M. But it is, in fact, Greg the Hammer Valentine. He broke Wahoo's leg, for those that don't know. Also involved in the greatest dog power match in the history of pro wrestling. Go check Mm -hmm. that out. Against Rowdy Roddy Piper, the greatest. I'm crowning it. We have Tony shivani the legendary tony skiavone skiavone a living legend is that fair to say guys tony shivani yes. i was watching dynamite this 100%. past week and i don't know like we talked about before like how lucky we are just listening to dynamite watching dynamite and i'm just like picturing it without him right uh, yo me too just like put would this be as good with excalibur and taz Right. When did you think of that thought? Because I was thinking the same exact thing. That's weird. Well, we mean this past week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This exact program. Uh, I, I actually can't remember exactly. Was it the Sting Jericho thing by any chance? or uh... I forget. I just know, but we've been talking about this as conversations that we were having, how much appreciation we have for him and okay. how it didn't fit into the WWE at the t- F at the time, you know, because he's, you know, WCW and now, you know, so, but I just, 
I mean, how great, how much he brings to the table. On the other top hand of it, how much Jim Ross does not bring to the table for AEW, wow. right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, and I love Jim Ross. To I still listen yeah, yeah. to his podcast. I love him. I'm just saying, guys that have been around this long, starting the business together, Shivani brings so much to the table today. So I'm listening to him on. Dude, I don't think it'll be the same without him, man. Like AEW, I just think no. he's one of the. He's like, if you gave me three things that I would never change about AEW, he'd be in that top three. I just love him. Yeah. On that. Imagine it's... if he never came on board. Imagine if he just stayed yeah. on what he was doing. He's. He's my MVP of that show. I mean, he's he really is mm-hmm. like he brings it. So anyway, I don't and and the the remarkable Renee Paquette, but oh yeah, <laughs> when when she's not gushing over somebody's pregnancy, yeah, she's great. I like her even then. Ah, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just to get back to Shivani, I mean, a true a true living legend. If you're a if you're a pro wrestling fan, I mean, literally, yeah. like when I was a kid watching the national wrestling alliance on channel 17 or whatever it was tony shivani was there and here we are in 2023 he's still there every wednesday night like Mm. you said um i mean i do like excalibur i think excalibur is pretty good taz not so much but uh (laughs) that without shivani it doesn't hit the same i agree man it's 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 it really is a privilege to uh to still hear him and i i'm really glad that he's still around um amen so it's tony joined by lord alfred hayes a guy that i've come to enjoy as we're doing these coliseum classics i i never was a big fan of alfred you know as a kid um on commentary but i really do think that he brings like an an excitement level um he gets really into it in some of these matches so um shout out to alfred too um taking on greg the hammer valentine john boy greg the hammer valentine has always looked 50 years old okay all right i'm so glad you brought that up because (laughs) it happened all right it happened for me like i just had a birthday you know i hit a number it's the big four thanks you look like one million dollars i appreciate it but greg the hammer valentine i'm watching this match i'm officially older then Greg the Hammer Valentine in this match. What Amazing. the hell is going on here? I'm watching this yeah, match. Like, wait, how old was he here? I look it up. He's 38 here. 38 <laughs> like, years old. 38 years me. young. 38 years young here. Greg mm-hmm. Valentine always did look like an older man. Rocking that um, Morel Park mullet here. Yeah. The, the bleach blonde mullet special. Um, the I don't know, man. Greg the Hammer Valentine and me. I know he's starting to you're starting to like love and respect him mm-hmm. more and more. He is not climbing the ladder. As I watch many of these guys, I get a newfound respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you can I mean, so many guys that I've fallen in love with the last few years. He's not one of them. Mm-hmm. Greg the Hammer Valentine and me. I just don't really uh he's in the almost in the Jerry the King Lawler category for me. Oh wow. Just don't I- get it. Yeah, just don't get it. And have I know he's watched, respected. Have you watched his Mid Atlantic stuff? Well, yeah, of course you're going to go right to that, and the Piper stuff—that's Piper. You know what I mean? But okay. what else would you recommend? I've seen him versus Ernie Ladd. I've seen him versus Orndorff. I don't no, know, no. man. I'm not. I'm not here to change your mind. I was just wondering if you ever saw that. I almost walked cause... off the set. I don't know if you noticed, man. I mean, I almost walked off the set with that comment. You're going to sell me on Greg Valentine? I mean, he's Mister Consistent, right? consistently let me vanilla right. 
Let me just give you my opinion on this match. Wow. You would you see so you know, John did a little bit of painting today, so he, he's watching Greg Valentine. The fumes. Uh, it's the fumes. You know, him and Roderick Strong, yeah. You know I mean, on each side of the wall. Go this match ball. going into it, I was excited for it. My excitement level was at a 10. How do you like that going into it? <clears throat> How'd that live up to it though? Not good, but it wasn't because of Greg Valentine. Let me tell you that right now. I hate Oh no, he had nothing to do with it. No, he did not. Warrior was like super fast in this match. Mm-hmm. And Hammer is too slow to keep up with him. But it's because Warrior was going so fast. And this is going to be, unfortunately, a couple times in this tape that this happens. Yeah. You got to slow down for these guys. Like, the Hammer is super cool at this time, especially with, you know, everything that he's bringing to the table. Is he the most, like, on the mic? No, but he's, like, Mr. Consistent, man. Yeah. He's, um, I liked him back then. I like him now. Like, I, I, I mean... So he's another guy with bleach blonde hair in a robe oh, in the eighties. Um, you know what I mean? How, how, what can we really say about him that stands out? What's your favorite Greg Valentine match besides the doll collar? I said Mr. Consistent, right? Like what Duke Greg said, Valentine promo. Duke said the same thing. Duke said the same thing about Triple H, right? Mr. Consistent, like never had a bad match. May maybe not have the greatest matches. I'm not putting him in Triple H's category, mm-hmm, no. but I'm just trying to say that I like. Greg the hammer. Is it possible that he is sort of uh what do they call it, Duke? Nepotism? Yeah. Like, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he he's from the fam <laughs> he's from the family, man. Like uh, you know, there's a chance. You're trying to he, say he get his... by on his name, you know. A decade and a half later, two decades Johnny later. Johnny Valentine. The great Johnny Valentine. No. no. I don't know, man. I just no. think Greg Valentine's legend is... Uh, Have is you awesome. seen him versus Tito Santana? Like, you don't care about any of that matches? They're just boring to you? I mean, I like I said, I watched him and Ernie Ladd in, in Mid-Atlantic. Dude, stop with Ernie Ladd, love. Okay, all right. We all I get it. Like Ernie Ladd. Paul Orndorff, you know, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. What else should I watch? Him and Dirty Dick Slater? Tell me something to watch in Mid-Atlantic that's going to make it's me... It's just, uh, like I said... It's just Mr. I guarantee you, you take it out of the 20 years, you, you can grab a match per year with him. He's Mr. Consistent. One, so there's 365 days in a year. One day a year he shows up. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> See how not, he did that's this? That's not a good average. That's not a good average. Uh, John, I'll tell you one thing right now, pal, that would probably sell you on Greg the Hammer Valentine. He Brett Hart loves him. Sean... Does he? I think so. That's how you, yeah, Brett, Brett loves him. <laughs> Does that tell you? I mean, it should, yeah. All right. Brad Hart says he's a great wrestler. He said he's a great wrestler. Fair. All right. There you what go. What can I say? Let's move on. You know? Brad Hart now, said Jerry was, Lawler's the greatest heel of all time. He was uh, he was Shawn Michaels, one of his knights. Don't forget that. That's true. That's true. That made now a lot of sense. Sort of a rub, right? You know? Mr. Consistent, now. Yeah. Hey, man. I don't know how this turned into that. But so, who's he taking on? He's taking on the man of the hour. He is taking on the man of the hour. Mike, I'm with you. I was excited for this one. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, John wasn't, clearly. I'm just putting my feelings out here on the table, and John's just chopping them up, man. No, we're here to share feelings. You know, sounds similar to my Jake the Snake uh, feelings last week that you sliced up. You slapped the the head off the snake. That was just a... And he made boots out of it. Mm-hmm. That was a different topic. We need a whole episode for that one. I love Jake the Snake Roberts. We'll talk about another episode for that. That's a whole episode to talk about All that. Right. Anyways, getting into this, like I said, Warrior was too fast. Valentine was too slow. They didn't um, mix well. So mm-hmm. it, this match did not work out. 
as much as I wanted it to, uh, I gave it a C minus. Whoa. Oh, this is the match I told you. Both guys, Warriors outfit, I was, I That's mean, the coolest thing I've seen. What? His outfit? Warriors. Warriors. Outfit. You didn't like it? No. Him and Valentine were wearing the same stuff. Oh, the black, right. Black oh, with yeah, the red. Like, almost with... literally, they look like a tag team. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. so, of all the colors that he wears of all the days, <laughs> he decided to wear black this day. <laughs> like, it's this like is how when... hard-headed he probably was at the time. He goes, I, I'm not putting you over. I'm, I'm going to wear the same trunks as you, too. Because Valentine wore the same thing. He had the same trunks. He was cheap all year round. Warrior had a million different outfits because he had the, you know, the company giving him stuff there. So, he couldn't put on a different piece of. <laughs> Like, oh, come on, man. Wait a that minute. Is, so it's like when uh someone would wrestle Kane and they would wear red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, bro, you have seven different colors you can wear. What are you doing? Yeah. To me, that's yeah, like not being like on the same page on somebody on purpose. Like not being on the same page on purpose. I know you're a little bit slow, hammer. Guess what? I'm gonna go super duper fast. Mm. Like, why? I'm not trying to bash the warrior because I love mm-hmm. the warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. I'm just saying, you know what you have in the ring. Slow down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This was ugly. This was UGLY to me. This this match. Yeah. What'd you think, Duke? Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it, but um, I definitely, like I said, I was excited for it because it's kind of a different pairing. You know, you don't really think of those guys ever even crossing paths, really. Um. So I thought it was an interesting matchup. Unfortunately, didn't really deliver, um, up to the excitement level, but. I still, I don't know. I still enjoy weird matchups like that, like different pairings and stuff. So I didn't hate it, didn't love it. But Mike, Mike's the great man, C minus. Yeah, imagine C-minus. if Warrior got into the figure four with that and like, you know, like milked that for a couple minutes. Yep. That's not taking out any energy. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, how about, like, how about he puts the heartbreaker on, right? He puts it on the on his leg. He puts him in a figure four. Warrior snaps it in half or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Like something that makes sense. Yeah, right. Some Not sort we of story getting. instead of you know just all right, brother. I'm gonna get my shit in. I'm gonna hit you with the deal. It's a clothesline. That's yeah. it. One, two, three. I'm taking it home. You know, like which is what happened. Warrior yeah, I mean, very well, justly... God, sorry, just, boy. This is uh. Did you guys see or take note of the the night this was the Saturday night's main event that this uh took place. February 3rd, 1989. This is a uh, synonymous famous, I guess we could say, because it's the night the mega powers exploded. Mm. Yep. So underneath here, we had warrior and honky tonk man, or I'm sorry, warrior. And uh, Hey, back to back. He took on rhythm and blues, I guess. Warrior <laughs> taking them both out. Yeah. Um, so big night in the WWF in the world wrestling federation. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I would still, I just buried Greg the Hammer Valentine, but I would rather watch this match than any single thing WWE does today, current day, uh, outside of Cody Rhodes, obviously. But um, it's still just like you get Jimmy Hart in there. You got even Shivani on commentary, the the logo. I still enjoy this stuff, even as we, as I try to kind of like, you know, talk mm-hmm. about it in a negative way. I still love it. Yeah, there's so much they could have done with it that could have made I think that's where I'm that's why my grade is what it is because there's so much that they could have done with it mm-hmm. and they did not there's things that were not met in this match you know what I mean so right and warriors cheating at the end I'm sure you didn't like that technically yeah so the match ends Again. with uh 
So Greg the Hammer Valentine, he was wearing this shin guard. Mm. He called it the heartbreaker. Um, and the warrior man got a hold of it. He put it around his arm. He clotheslines him. That's it, man. He took it home. So Cheater. this baby face ultimate warrior, that's twice now. Yeah. We've seen him use questionable tactics to keep listen, man, you gotta do what you gotta do in there. If you're gonna uh, if you're gonna be IC champion, you gotta do what you gotta do, any means necessary, right or wrong. I mean, he's trying to keep that strap. Greg yeah. brought it out, Warrior used it against him. We got we gotta move on, guys. That's how it goes. Sure. Next match, of course, the ultimate warrior. It's weird that we're doing all Ultimate Warriors on an Ultimate Warrior tape. Isn't it strange? Ultimate Warrior 89. Ultimate Warrior taking on King Haku. The Intercontinental title is on the line. So King Haku, he's already royalty. He's a king. He's going to go in there. He's trying to get more gold in the form of a strap around his waist. On commentary, Superstar Billy Graham, the late, great Superstar Billy Graham. Mike, was this Rod Trongard with him? That is correct, okay. yes. Yep. Rod Trongard is a guy that I've heard dozens of times, and I just can never remember his name. <laughs> I only remember because Superstar calls him Rod several times. I'm like, oh, okay, it's that guy. Um. So, yeah, I see title on the line. John Boy. What do you think? I know you're a Haku fan. Uh, I mean, I am a Haku fan. Uh, this I match, I was definitely looking forward to. You talk about those uh, odd matchups or those under-the-radar matchups. Two hard-hitting individuals, you could say, or two guys that you know aren't going to take each other's crap. Uh, I thought there was some cool stuff, actually, in this match. Like, Warrior actually worked with him in certain points where they, they sort of had the sequence where they were each missing moves. You know, and like kind of uh, moving out of the way with when this guy does an elbow, like war stuff Warrior doesn't normally do, you know. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think I like this commentary team, by the way. I thought it was fun. It was different. This is what I like about these. So you get a little taste of something different. So mm-hmm. I was into it. I won't spoil the finish. But where are you at on this one, Mike? Haku, Warrior, the showdown in yeah, L.A. Most- this is the L.A. Uh, sports arena. Yeah, I don't want to talk too bad about the match. I'll let you speak some positivity into it, some preach some positivity into this segment. Mike, we talk about it every week. We're broadcast yeah. journalists. We got to keep it real. You yeah. got to give it to us straight. You want to take a shit on this, take a shit on it, brother. This is uh, literally one notch above the last match, and I could basically oh. copy and paste the same notes as far as Warrior being too fast. Haku is obviously more nimble than Greg Valentine. But he was still a step slow compared to where he needed to be at, at certain points. And the finish was like, you're not pinning Haku with that, but he did. Yeah, you know I mean, so I did not like the finish. I didn't like the the match. There was a couple small things I liked about the match as far as physicality, but it wasn't really there. It was a short match. Uh, and I have it at a yeah same, same grade, C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Yeah. So he finished them with the big splash. It was very weak, though. I mean, before, now before the big splash, though, the move that right before that and his big, big splash was really weak. He literally hovered over, like he didn't. There's no zero impact on it. 
just talking mm. about the way it looked. Uh, it's like Hogan I missing mean, the leg drop. Hogan Hogan did miss a leg drop one time, mm. and uh, it was fouled up by a big splash, and he was yeah. pinned. Yes, you're so, right. So, I mean, it's a big splash. That's a pretty... Yeah, like I said, I had a... it. I had it a, a notch above the hammer match, but it's still at that C plus level. It didn't. This I think is much much better than that match for me. Purely purely for impact level. If it was a more impactful slam, it would have been cool. It would have been a little bit better. Like I said, a C plus is there's to get from a C plus to a B minus. There's six great. There's six numbers and you know in between them, so they're both at a C plus. You know what I'm trying to say? Hmm. It's at I a seventy six was... grade. I I got this at a seventy six hmm. out of a hundred. Whereas I think the last one was at like a, a 72, but they're still C pluses. I think this was the, the Warriors best match on the tape up, up to this point. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I mean, truthfully, with his um with the with the way he worked from underneath, hmm. I think it was a little like different the way he tried to kind of uh he was in danger, you know. I thought they moved together really well and I I don't think Warrior looked nearly as like sloppy or like unorthodox or uncoordinated as he normally does. He blocks blocking suplexes, delivering suplexes, stuff you don't usually see him do. Like I said, it's a notch above the hammer one. So, John, I mean, Mike seems to be, you know, have a differing opinion from you, but I'll ask you since you thought the match was, you know, the best so far. Yeah, good. Um, do you think that he worked with Haku because of Haku being who we know Haku is? Like, he has a reputation for being, like, one of the toughest dudes, you know, off screen in wrestling. It could have been that. They, yeah, they, I mean, I mean, it, it could was... have been that. It could mm-hmm. have been a thing where he wasn't going to try to pull no punches, uh, Haku. You're going to do it this way. Whatever, however it worked here, um, the combination of these two together, I think, is an underrated opponent for the warrior man um for me i just liked seeing this and i and honestly i don't i don't remember ever seeing this match and i I liked it and uh yeah. once again the warriors um his ring attire just yeah always awesome like mm-hmm. and like it wouldn't even match all the time but like right. it was just awesome he he seemed to always gravitate towards yellow boots and they were covered in the tassels, obviously, but it would be like yellow boots with like green, red, and white. Like, yeah. you know, like, it, but it worked, man. He just always yeah. looked so cool. Talk about I like can't. an action figure, like brought to life. I mean, yep. I don't know if it gets any better than the warrior, man. Nope. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, it was a clothesline shoulder block suplex reversal. Uh, the big splash and ultimate warrior once again successfully defending the intercontinental championship against the king of the WWF at that time, Haku. Speaking of IC title, speaking of championships in general, I almost flipped my damn lid when I saw what was coming up next. Oh, yeah. Just throw this one in there. For title, it was the Intercontinental Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, taking on World Wrestling Federation Champion, Macho Man, uh huh, yeah, Randy Savage, at Binghamton, New York. 
once again, living legend Tony Schiavone, Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary. Were you guys like, ha- first off, have you guys ever seen this match? I have, yeah. I have, have okay. Yeah, I have seen this match. Yeah. I've never seen it. So, like, I saw this coming up, and I was like, first I thought it was for the IC title, and then they were like, oh, it's a title for title. I was like, what? So, like, there's not a lot of time where Macho Man was WWF champion, I feel like, where you see him defending the title a bunch. So, like, I was super stoked for this. As you guys know, my favorite match of all time Mm -hmm. features these two gentlemen Mm -hmm. at WrestleMania 7, career versus career. So. I was so pumped for this match, like so into it. Macho Man, my second favorite wrestler of all time. Be sure to check out our all-time favorite wrestlers on No Sold, a wrestling podcast hosted by John Boy, along with Frank, our boy Frank, myself. We talk all about our top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. I was I was so pumped for this, guys. Uh Mike, take us into it. Yeah, so we talked about this last week, I believe, or maybe two weeks ago, uh, about Macho Man and his run as a champion. Remember I said if Hogan wasn't breathing down his throat, (laughs) his neck, I should say. This is an example. Like, Hogan's not around, right? He's a heel, right? Right before how how much... uh, I don't know what the date of this match is, but it's right before WrestleMania five. Like in that period, it could be in February, March, right before mm. WrestleMania five. So February fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Right. So mm. it's right before Hogan is going to fight Macho Man and and Warriors going to fight Rick Rude at WrestleMania five. A certain somebody was there for that. Mm. So I mean, this is what you know Macho Man could have could have done if Hogan wasn't there even longer. Is what I'm trying to say. Like this is mm. a perfect match for Coliseum Home Video. This is a perfect match all around. From the, I'm not going to get into the ending. I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it. But this was right where the uh, Taker Bulldog just put a smile on my face. Like mm-hmm. this is what I remember watching as a kid and screen Coliseum Home Video, and I loved it. But I'll let you guys talk more about the actual uh, match. Well, Duke, I'll ask you right off the bat. We're, you know, attire guys. What do you think of the gear by the Warrior Man here? Green. Green tights. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Like I said, I feel like everything he wore, like, I just loved, you know. He could pull um, off anything, right? Any yeah, color. Any and it didn't, like I said, it didn't even have to match or anything. Um, also, Macho Man's attire. Uh, he, I think he was rocking the orange in this one. The orange. Yeah, that oh, yeah. seemed to be like his heel colors, if you guys remember, like mm-hmm. yeah. his WWF champion heel colors, because he wore that at Mania too when he fought yep. Hogan. But um, yeah, I mean, Warrior Man, his attire is always awesome, always looks great. Um, I gotta tell you guys, like, this is our now sixth episode of Calcium Classics, and I haven't looked forward to a match more than this one like when i saw this i was like all in like you said the smile on the face like let's go um obviously not as good as wrestlemania 7 uh one of the greatest stories ever told in a wrestling ring but i still thought it was very enjoyable um i think as you mentioned mike rick rude makes his way out 
he starts he's just flexing at the ultimate warrior and, warrior and the announcers like, make it if the announcers make that known until he goes they're not doing nothing wrong he's just out there flexing <laughs> and like warrior's not even like paying attention like uh, whatsoever yeah uh i was actually laughing out loud like watching rude just like come around and pose at him and like to no response um i thought it was really funny eventually uh warrior man takes his eye off the ball john yep picks yeah. him up picks up rude with the big double choke outside here comes the macho man off the top double axe handle from behind topples him falls right down it's a count out victory warrior man can't make the count mm-hmm. macho man randy savage wins by count out retains the world wrestling federation championship john boy what'd you think well, i w- i just want to know the last time you were you know watching as somebody you know in the distance was fighting and you just walked over and started posing you just <laughs> walked up and you just started flexing and posing in the background you know because rude was I just mean, out there we're not as cool as rick rude though i think that's fair that's the said. thing yeah, yeah, no one is. No one is. But no, I thought it was hilarious. Rude just man, he cra- he just cracks me up. Rick Rude. Were you guys laughing watching that? Yeah. Yeah. I was literally yeah. like by myself. I'm watching. I'm just like laughing like a dork. The same, dude. I, I thought it was hilarious. It did this timeline, uh, you said February, right? Of uh eighty nine here, Mike. Is that right? You said or, that, yeah. You said that. I, I, well, I said February, yeah, eighty nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean this timeline just everything top to bottom it usually clicks for me it hits for me this was um a fun different presentation of the warrior match combo like you said duke it's not wrestlemania 7 but seeing match and rude kind of like very as cool. a unit as a yeah. team and warrior um you know i just thought man i think it's weird how much bigger warrior was than match like mm-hmm. it didn't look that way at WrestleMania seven that much, maybe because uh Macho Man had that the long pants on, or mm-hmm. maybe he was even a little bigger. But uh I was like, man, like Warrior kind of just is it's like now, like people talk about Adam Cole. Could you imagine Warrior next to Adam Cole in like a fantasy mm-hmm. match? Like for people who think you know Adam Cole <laughs> was an all-timer, like imagine the ultimate warrior. <laughs> Yeah. It's just crazy because he was towering over Mach and Macho was a big guy. But I I did enjoy this. I guess we'll call it, you know, it was like an eight minute match. I thought it was um sort of like a by the numbers TV match or house show match, something like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't get anything too crazy or special, but it was cool to see the alliance of Mach and Rude out there and the posing. And I I didn't think um, you know, like we said before, how warriors out there flying around, you know, like I didn't feel that way in this match like wonder once again is it because macho man you know guided him you know um also super cool an underrated move for macho is that falling clothesline did you guys catch that that Mm -hmm. left-handed love that clothesline almost like a um like a heart attack but without i was gonna say that brett did yeah 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 that's what it reminds me of yep yeah i like that move a lot um and yeah, like Warrior once again, like selling for Mach. Like, I wonder, man. You know, I really wonder. Come to find out, they are 
actually they were friends um mm -hmm. warrior talked you know glowingly about macho man um the respect that they had for each other i think it was because warrior um was a straight shooter and macho man was too and they were both maniacs and they would drink like they would try to out drink each other coffee wise oh wow like pots and pots of coffee and they would try to you know out drink each other coffee wise um when they saw each other for those that don't know wrestlers when they greet each other they greet each other with a very uh you know limp handshake because if you mm -hmm. shake somebody's hand heavily if they squeeze your hand you have heat with them but mm -hmm. macho man and warrior whenever they saw each other would squeeze the shit out of each other's hands like they would always try to outdo the other so there was a lot of mutual respect there and i i wonder you know if maybe that's why when it was macho man and warrior like they had pretty good chemistry in there yeah it's no coincidence like you said we talked about this before that's macho man was able to tame him and so was hogan for a match you know so it's not a coincidence that he had two low-rated matches with haku and greg valentine they're not alphas even though haku is an alpha I know this guy's going nuts about it over here, but <laughs> he's not an alpha in the in ring like like exactly. uh, Macho Man. That yep. right? We're not talking about outside the ring. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, seeing Macho Man and Rick Rude together, awesome. were, like two of my top fifteen, because I think Rick Rude I had like maybe twelve or eleven. Actually, I had him like probably nine. It just like it doesn't even. It's like a dream, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how many times that ever happened, you know. So I gave this match a, a glowing A. Uh, it, was, mm. it could have been maybe an A plus if it was a little bit longer. But I mean, how much more it told the story of everything that needed to be told at that time. Mm -hmm. It was a good finish. It made everybody look strong. Uh, it was great. I would definitely rewatch it. Unlike the Valentine match and unlike the Haku match, I would go back and rewatch this from this tape for sure. And like you mentioned, you know, here we are, right? we're setting up a match now like rick rude comes out yeah obviously he's taking on warrior at wrestlemania so let's get this going a little bit you know yep. um he cost him the wf title so obviously there's going to be some resentment there with the warrior and rick rude so uh yeah man super cool super fun definitely like a hidden gem for me i'm glad you guys liked it as much as i did and yeah uh, fun. yeah Macho Man Randy Savage. Is this your favorite version of Macho Man? Oof. No, not me. Yeah, I was thinking this. What? What's your favorite favorite version of him? I mean, you're gonna think it's weird. Oh, sorry, dude. That's your man. Well, I mean, I love Mach, but you. No, that's God. Your two. You can. No, no. He's that's your second favorite wrestler of all. I time. want to hear no, both of your answers. I want to hear both. Dude, we, should, have, uh, we have time. My can answer. <laughs> my answer would be. Probably previous to the Mega Towers. Probably be like, I love Macho Man in all his forms, man. It's hard. It's hard for me yeah. to name that. So before WrestleMania 4, before he won the belt, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. um when he was right on the precipice. I see. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Mine, mine surprisingly, oddly, strangely, when he... It would have been like 92, 93 baby face mm -hmm. match, mm -hmm. you know, with the uh, where he wore the top with the pants. Yeah. You know, because that's 
not the first choice, I guess, but I, I just love when he uh that whole run for much. He just I think that like, has something to do like yeah, yeah, you were getting into it at that time. It's, it's, it has everything to do with that, right? It's live, right? And it was live for me and Duke at WrestleMania yeah. 3, 4. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was live for us then. So, I mean, it's not that far off, trust me. But watching this heel, just watching him in the ring with Warrior, because I don't remember these him having any other matches except for with Hogan during his run, like as a heel. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't get, yep. get that many much opportunities. It was DiBiase, Giant, mm -hmm. and Hogan. That was it. I mean, and this Warrior match was... Probably the fourth. I mean, so this right here was great. I would give me 10 more like matches like this. Him as a heel with them trunks. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't I guess I don't know if it's my favorite or not, but it's it's probably one or two for sure. Yeah, defending that beautiful title, you know, against that some of these title, guys. Yeah, him on it, like I mean, that picture is it's I think that picture with him with the belt versus WrestleMania eight with the belt, I would prefer. You know, the one with him with the belt right going in right before five, even as a heel. It sounds crazy. I prefer him as the heel version, too, even at WrestleMania four. Like, how about you guys? The four or going at five for much? I think tough. four for me. Um, four for me, probably. Four for me. Because at WrestleMania five, I was so torn, you know? Yeah. Okay. I was still a full-time Hulkamaniac back then. Sure. Like, let me tell you as a kid like when they formed the mega powers like that was insane for me yeah. you know like for me too yeah yeah like yeah. you know mike you lived it too um like i couldn't believe you know like uh this villainous macho man like macho man was just undeniable too i think some guys get to a point where they're just going to be cheered you know, like because yep. of their greatness and like um, like Randy Orton's kind of at that point now. Like, I feel like people are just going to cheer him now, like good or bad or in between. Like, he's just going to get love now. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that, you know, not to compare him to the Savage, but I think Macho Man was just undeniable. He was so charismatic, so good in the ring, like yep. so good in the ring. Um that people were bound to cheer for him. And then they gave you a reason to when they formed the mega powers. There you go. So after that, um, we move on to something a little different. This is one of those things that uh, you got to lock the door because you don't want somebody to walk in while you're watching this one. It's a super pose down. Super. Super pose down. It is the only just a regular player. pose down. No, nah, it's super, pal. Anything that involves these two, I'm surprised it wasn't called like super duper pose down, honestly. Mm. This was the ultimate warrior taking on ravishing Rick Rude and a super pose down. Mean Gene interviewing. Mm. It's at the Royal Rumble, by the way. So huge. A huge. big, a big stage for these guys. Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse the Body Ventura on, of course, once again, top one or two probably commentator teams in the history of the biz. Um, one thing that bothered me immediately after the introductions, Ravishing Rick Rude comes out to this bootleg music. And I was like, how do they not have the rights for his original music? 
Did they really? I watched. I didn't watch the uh, Peacock version. Oh, it's the, brutal, dude. Is it? John, really? did you oh. catch that? Yeah, it's all kinds of saxophones and horns yeah. that don't even sound anything <laughs> like. There's drums in there. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't make it, any it sense. sounded no, nothing like that. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know, man. I think that's just a a, a blip because I've watched other events on Peacock where you hear his tune, you hear his yeah. song. It's weird, man. I don't know Very what weird. the algorithm is, mm. but there it was. A super pose down. Iconic gear for the warrior in this uh, pose down, in a way. Which colors were they? It was white, but it was red, white, and blue. Okay, like, yep. Uh, yep. Powder blue, you know what I mean? Yes. Yep. Yeah, Once again, cool. you know, talking yep. about warrior's gear here. We're turning it into a fashion uh, show. But Well, I mean. He's a fashionista, man. The guy was a. He is. He is. He was. What'd you guys think about the super pose down? Well, this right here was like right in my wheelhouse of like it's my second. This is my watch, but this is like the one of the ones I really remember, like uh, as far as the top ones at the time. Um, and then 90 would come and next would be the second one. So believe it or not, like going to West Coast video and seeing this on the back cover, this was like one of the highlighted things sort of thing. <laughs> Like, as ridiculous as this all sounds, I know. I'm just, like, piecing everything together. I really enjoyed it then. I really enjoy it now. I don't know. Especially Jesse on commentary. Like, how he's saying, he, how he's kind of critiquing the warrior. He's not getting down deep enough with the, with the, with the, like, he's just, like, every, he's critiquing everything the warrior is doing after Rude goes. Uh, I absolutely love the commentary. Um, I loved everything about it, man. I gave it, a, I gave it an A. Ooh. I loved it. Wow. Yeah, I don't think this works without Jesse as well. Yeah, because I'm with you. You got the body in there doing doing the super pose down. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, man, this has Vince written all over it. I think <laughs> obviously this is his product, but this is also your guy. Like, so you probably think so highly of this segment because this is um once again like your childhood seeing that tape at West Coast Video and seeing highlighted on the back, and it was like a big deal. I remember my cousin showing me this. And I, you know, just getting into wrestling and I was very confused what the hell was going on, I'm sure. And, this and one, I, and I, yeah, but this wasn't like a Tony Atlas one that we seen before, right? Like mm -hmm. in a bar, wherever that was at, like with musical. <laughs> this is this actually yeah. had substance to it, right? There we seen like this, this has a history thing here, a big thing here. Yeah, this isn't just some rinky thing. This is at the Royal Rumble. This is in the <laughs> challenge. This means something, man. These guys well, I want to say, like when I was younger though, like when my my cousin was complaining that rude should have won this i specifically remember it and i had to have been about seven or eight years old so he would have been like 10 so a 10 year old he he was even cheering for rude were you guys rude guys then or no not not until later at the time i was a pro i was pro rude and i was you are too huh? i was pro warrior almost everything hmm. like this last match that we watched i was split man i was torn like duke was torn at wrestlemania uh WrestleMania five, like with Hogan and, and uh Savage. Um Savage and Warrior, I was torn with at the time too, because this is my prime warrior days here. WrestleMania four, WrestleMania five, WrestleMania six. And after that it kind of went downhill. But um yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely was rooting for Rick Root there at the time. So I agree with your cousin there. <laughs> How great's Bobby in this, Duke? Yeah, always, always great. Once yeah. again, like trying his, to sway the vote. Yeah, his mannerisms, like um, 
you know, oil and root up a little more to <laughs> get that extra, you know, that extra little bit of oomph for his man. Um, it's funny because like Rick Rude obviously jacked like one of the greatest bodies in the history of wrestling, but like he had that like long lean muscle, you know, mm-hmm. like the warrior man was just he looked like he man, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know how he didn't win the Jesse the Body Award. I don't know if Heenan paid him off. <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, it was it was a fun little segment. Um, when Warrior hit that one weird like back pose where he it's like a double bicep, but he like turns it like it didn't even look that, like him. No, nah, so. it's it, he's crazy dude like he was so jacked man like but this was weird i think because when you saw like warrior he was a mile a minute he was a a warrior out there fighting you know like a like a maniac this i remember seeing this then and even now it's weird like seeing him participate like willingly in something like like he's but he's supposed to be out of his mind he's still trying to keep it going though you know like rude is like oiling up he's doing the flexing with the little bar um he's doing push-ups you know more like come on like he can't even stand still you know so yeah he still kind of kept it like as he was i guess always but yeah just seeing him pose though it's just like yeah warriors out here doing the uh you know at one point does he do the rude the rude pose or am i imagining that where he uh i don't kind of Warrior, like in yeah, the, the muscle to, uh, to muscle him? medley or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I don't, but... I don't remember. Um, but who won this post down though for you guys? How you scoring it, Rick Roof? Eight point eight. Wow. Yeah. More natural body in the world of wrestling. Yeah, not screaming all the things, you know. Interesting. Me. Meanwhile. I'm just joking. <laughs> his his back knee said otherwise. Yeah. So Warrior was like coming out of his skin, dude. I mean nah, he was I mean, both of these dudes, like like you mentioned, like um not to like harp on the Adam Cole thing, but like imagine Adam Cole in there with like Warrior or not his thing. Like yeah, it's not no, nah, it's like not even close. Um but eventually the pose down is one, I guess. By the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Fans vote. The people spoke. Warrior Man takes it. Rick Rude, he's got that steel bar. The very one that he was just flexing. He takes him out, brothers. He hits him right in the back of the head. The neck area. Um, He, he lays him out. He stiff, lays out too, by the way. Stiff. It is a, it's a stiff one. I don't think um, he held back on that listen, shot. Lay I mean, it in, brother. Yeah, you got to wonder, you know, because like obviously the warrior man was certainly stiff. You know, I don't think on purpose he was just kind of what he was and he yeah. might have hurt Rude a couple times. So maybe that was a receipt. Who knows? Um, we've seen plenty of times, though, in these Coliseum home videos, these guys being stiff. It might have just been a different time, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, this would set up. A World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania 5. The Ultimate Warrior defending against Ravishing Rick Rude. 
Mike, I need your grade on this pose down real quick. Oh, sorry. I thought he gave it an A. I did. Thanks for paying attention, Duke. Okay, no problem. My bad. I thought you were uh, scoring it in the pose down uh, like a uh, – That was 8.8. That was two, okay. different, two different numbers, two different metrics. Gotcha. Gotcha. John's, John's got a lot going on in his defense. <laughs> he does have uh, two other podcasts, so be sure to tune into those if you're wrestling fans. Mm. No Sold, a wrestling podcast. You can find that on Instagram at no sold underscore podcast. He also has, along with our boy Frank, Talk Elite. This is uh, a newer project for you, John. This is what you're three episodes in now, four episodes. Yeah, the four. I say, I think it is three or four. Talking all so, AEW, talking all, all about AEW. all elite wrestling because you are a a wrestling fan of all different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, so got it. Got a new show in the works. Um, Wow. Roads to WrestleMania 40, where we're <laughs> going to talk about uh, Cody Rhodes weekly until he finishes the story. Wow. Also working on, I was going to pitch, I guess I'll pitch it to you live on the air. Maybe uh, Best There Is, Was, and Ever Will Be, the Bret Hart podcast, where we talk nothing about Bret Hart every single week. Um, you know, I'm just throwing it out there if you're interested. I'm personally not a big Bret Hart guy, but I mean, I'm sure you can <laughs> find somebody to ride along with you. I'm, yeah i'm okay i'm on right we need breath. yeah we still need to uh do our bret hart ret- retrospective episode that's got to be coming up soon july i'm thinking sooner than well, later. i mean you know we'll talk to the higher ups yeah we'll see what they say as long as it's not on july 4th i'm sorry wow. i said just as long as it's not on july 4th july right. 4th we got something specially that's you're gonna love it actually mike um yeah I think I might have an inkling what it is, but I'll be waiting. Yeah, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you listeners will enjoy it as well. We've got all kinds of content on here. Be yeah. sure to check it out. Having fun. Maybe this old school stuff's not for you. Check out No Sold. Check out Talk Elite. Mm-hmm. Talk Elite's all about AEW. If you're an AEW fan, if you don't like AEW, check out Coliseum Classics, where we talk about the old school. You never know That's what's right. going to happen. You never know. What else we're going to bring to the table? Right now, we're going to close this one out. Anything can happen in the world of No Sold. Can we talk about in this match, um, this this Rude Warrior match, some of the, uh, well, obviously, it's another one that we've seen before, WrestleMania 5, like you said, Duke. But um, this is like, uh, for whatever reason, if it just feels like um, one of the most watched matches of my earlier years, because I don't know, like this, this tape, I always managed to get my hands on this and four, four and five. And uh, this one just, I, I almost knew this like move for move or, or segment by segment. It was Heenan's jacket. Like everything was like a, mm-hmm. a glaring memory, you know, but mm-hmm. did this one live up to the, uh, cause I'm sure you guys have seen this dozens of times countless times did this one live up to it for you again on a rewatch this wrestlemania 5 encounter what about for you mike for me it definitely did yeah absolutely like i said this is this is reason i gave that uh pose down such a high score because i knew it was the middle you know to the end of something so Mm -hmm. yeah i absolutely love this match uh duke was lucky enough to to be there i can't imagine Mm -hmm. um being there for this thing um 
Overall, like I said, we don't have to go move for move because it's, you know, like I said, it's been seen a million times. And we talked about, do we like these Coliseum home videos with pay-per-view matches thrown in there? This is an instance where I think it's a necessity, especially mm -hmm. like it has the pose down, it has a little bit of everything. If it was missing, it would be almost like, why didn't they put that there? And they, they didn't clip it. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the thing. They did it the right way. So mm -hmm. I, A plus. Hmm. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, it's hard to have an Ultimate Warrior, like, I don't know, career retrospective or whatever, and not include this match at this time. Like, mm -hmm. this was probably his biggest match, you know, thus far. Um, you could say Honky Tonk when he wins the title, but like now he's featured. Like, now he's known. Um, I was lucky enough to be here full ultimate warrior um i love rick rude uh but not against the ultimate warrior not at this time pal um once again like i kind of i thought they had pretty good chemistry um i it's unfortunate because like rick rude was so good that he couldn't get more out of warrior i think um you know because i feel like warrior uh I don't know. Don't you think he probably would have respected Rude? Rude was like a badass dude too. Like oh yeah, outside for sure. Of the ring, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They have... He could. You can tell somebody all you want, right? Like, mm -hmm. hey man, you're smoking those cigarettes. It causes cancer. Like, they're gonna quit when they want to. You know. Um, right. It's too bad that they didn't get. Uh, I guess more out of it, but I still enjoyed the heck out of it. Like obviously two of my favorites of all time. Like anytime these guys are on TV, I'm into it. Um, Rude and the warrior man, sadly both gone. And that's just a heartbreaker, you know, like, Rude gone uh, 24 years ago already. Unbelievable. Like yeah. just on, un un it's like a whole entire lifetime. Almost. It's crazy that how long he's been gone. The thing about what you're saying is like, I understand it, but maybe there's the, uh, like, cause there's always the people that say, warrior never took the time to learn his craft or get better at it or mm -hmm. he didn't care and i hear all that but like some guys aren't really like gifted like uh, i mean i know it's the wrong business to be in if you're not but like he wasn't i mean i was seeing i was watching him do leapfrogs i was watching him do drop downs i was watching him yeah. do gut busters suplexes you know splashes you name it um yeah like he was never gonna look like red heart or you know Owen Hart or anybody no, he like that, or Kurt Hennig, you know? And I don't want that out of him. You know, I just want a little more, you know, take care of these guys, you know, like. Um, You're saying on the sloppy tip. Yeah, That's like, just... you know, just have enough respect to not hurt these guys. You know what I mean? Like. Do you think it was intent, like he was intentionally. No, I do not at all. Was he just an awkward guy? I think he was an awkward green guy. Yeah. That, like you said, he was, and listen, he put a lot of, um, you know, a lot into his character, his look, his body, obviously, you know, um, the wrestling part wasn't really a priority for him, I think. And I don't think he was malicious. I don't think he was out there, you know, trying to hurt guys or anything like that. I just think he didn't take you know, the time to get the fundamentals down. Because if he had the fundamentals, Hulk Hogan, 
you could have solid matches. You could not hurt people. You could, yeah. you know, still be in main events. And but look at the you know, like a guy like Seth Rollins has the fundamentals down, and no one will call him green. I don't think, and he he hurts guys. You know, he's careless. That's um, different. That's uh, he's using dangerous moves. You know, like yeah, he's a warrior. Was hurting guys on simple shit. Yeah, exactly. or at least like, like rough on. on I mean, he not to get too far, but after this match, there's two kind of quick like blurb matches, yeah. and he's carrying Rude, and he literally like fumbles him into the corner. Like he's lucky Rude didn't break his neck. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. remember that. I think like, that was, was WrestleMania five, actually, wasn't it? Or no, nah, that, that was a rematch. After... Yeah, that so... said the Boston Garden one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Very, let's set yeah. it up. Let's move on. So, Mike, you graded this A? A for that one. A match? All right. A for that, yep. So, what happens is, at the end, let's cover that. Warrior Man going for the big suplex. Bobby the Brain grabs the leg. Rude's weight falls down on the Warrior. Warrior can't get out of it. Brain holds the leg down. It's a one, two, three. We got a new Intercontinental Champion, ladies and gentlemen. Ravishing Rick Rude at WrestleMania 5 defeats the previously undefeated, we think. Well, no. By now, he's got the the countout loss to the match, right? Well, pins, yeah. First pinfall, probably, right? Yeah, and he had a run for, what, like uh, 390 days with this belt? Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Because he had Absolutely. the belt at WrestleMania 4 versus Honky Tonk. I mean, versus uh, Hercules. Okay. And um, I know my line. I'm lying. Scratch that. That was Honky Tonk Man had that. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay. I was at SummerSlam. Yeah. SummerSlam to, yeah, forget about that. Yeah. Nice little run, though. You know? Yeah. Like, he definitely yeah. had a nice little run. Uh, sure. And spoiler, he would eventually get that title back. But. Grandest stage of them all. Ravishing Rick Rude takes the Intercontinental title from the Ultimate Warrior. Yep. You guys ready to move on? Or you have anything else on this one? I just wanted to say one quick thing. We say, like, uh, they didn't – you were disappointed they didn't get more out of him and Rude, like, more than it happened. And, like, I felt like this could be maybe his number one feud of all time because he has, oh, yeah. uh, like, at least 10 matches. Like, this is setting up for a year and a half later at SummerSlam, right? Like we won't say it on this tape, but like you know the big rematch when he's champion, yeah. And previously, so I, I, I mean, I think they got to, I don't know, like him versus Rude. Like I didn't never felt like I did when it was him versus Valentine or him versus Haku. Yeah, I no. felt like, yeah, I just meant like for sure. I think that's his greatest feud as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, just. If he would have been more careful, you know, I think like they could have had longer matches, you know, just slow down a bit, you know, um, stuff like that. I think their matches could have been better if he just, oh, yeah, if you know, run... slowed down. If he yeah. listened, you know, Rick Rude, he's Rick Rude, man. Like he's yeah. around for, I mean, probably 10 years by that time, you know, mm-hmm. um, he's a ring general. Like if you would just shut up and listen to the guy, right, like, right, right. Might, you might learn something, but whatever the case, Ultimate Warrior still a legend. Um, Rick Rude, obviously, as well. But uh, John, it's you funny. got anything 
Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Now it was funny. Uh, two of Rick Rude's maybe top two feuds of all time were against the Blade Runners combined. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. No, I was going to just try to get into the two uh, rematches that they went into right quick. One from Boston Garden and one from the Meadowlands. And I thought these were cool just to uh, just to kind of carry on to, from the Rude thing because these were a yeah. little bit more obscure for my viewing yeah. experience so this is what we came here for for me because we already saw a few from pay-per-views and on on this and a couple from saturday night's main event these were true you know i guess uh hidden gems these next two yeah for sure um unfortunately they were just kind of like little like blurbs we didn't get right cool matchups um also, real quick, one more thing about that WrestleMania 5 match, Rick Rude's ring attire, because we talked all night about Ultimate Warriors. Mm -hmm. That warrior on the back. Yeah, classic. So good. Hilarious. Classic. Um, yeah, so we get into two matches. Um, like you said, uh, Boston Garden rematch. Uh, it's Tony Schiavone, Lord Alfred Hayes. But once again, it's only like a little, a little clip. It eventually runs into... Another match at the Meadowlands, Tony Schiavone, Lord Alfred Hayes, but they were they weren't full matches. They were just kind of like little tidbits of matches. Um, yeah, this is when Warriors holding him and he kind of like falls into the corner. And I'm like terrified, even like whatever it is, 35 years later for Rick Rude's <laughs> well-being. But uh, yeah, if you guys have anything about these matches, like I know you mentioned this is what we came here for, like to see these weird, you know matchups these coliseum type exclusive matchups etc but if you guys have anything go for it yeah i kind of like how they presented these both these matches they weren't like uh super quick like they did before with mm -hmm. the piper stuff um but but i know what you're saying they're not the full ones either they only had x amount of time on the tape um to use utilize so um i would like one of these matches versus the haku match right take the haku mm. match off or the valentine match whatever and get a full one of these but um i thought they did a good job i noticed any of the, the the feud's still going on and this is 1989 so um this is where everything ends right here so i liked it i gave it a, a b plus for for what it was you know what i mean the two together yeah because it's one basically one basically one segment to me yeah. right no that's true yeah i yeah. thought yeah. the one segment was funny when he turns rude upside down he's kicking him mm. and then it just like that's the end of the segment and it yeah. like fades out and you see like i was that, surprised I, was funny. I was surprised because like not knowing what's what the matches are or anything like that and i'm like i'm feeling like i'm gonna get a rick rude warrior match from the spectrum from mm -hmm. madison square garden from anywhere right and we didn't get that you're right that's yeah but I don't want to dwell on that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll take what they gave us here. Sure. Cause yeah. I, like I said, I like the pose down. That was really pivotal to the thing. WrestleMania five was pivotal and they only have X amount of tape. This is what almost two hours long this tape. Yeah. One and 45. And yeah, they only have, yeah, it, was a, it was a long one. They could have won an extra 15 minutes, right. To make it a two hour one, but, uh, they didn't. So, but I thought the Meadowlands one was, um, you know, as a you know mark for the visuals the uh quality like the presentation of this meadowlands match was really good like it was as if they just shot it yesterday or something like it was just really cool and 
root out on those red trunks and uh <clears throat> you know it, it was um it was cool to see something i hadn't seen before honestly even though it was a snippet like you said duke but cool to see these crowds back then and how just you know into it they were paying attention mm. you know they weren't really drifting off a lot of warrior fanatics back then <laughs> he just this this man was uh in a time with hulk like we talk about much yeah, this man here look at him look at him rising to the top so macho man like we mentioned like macho man was over during hulkamania won the wmf title during hulkamania he beat the ultimate warrior beat hulk hogan at wrestlemania mm-hmm. for the wmf title that means something yeah and this wasn't like a guy that um was being built up for seven years to do that. He was a phenomenon, right? Yep. Technically. He was, I mean, yeah, like, uh, I mean, what do you call it? Like a shooting star. You know what I mean? Like he came in like quick. Vince knew what he wanted and he pushed this dude to the moon and almost like a shooting star, he kind of like burn out, you know, which is interesting. That's, that's a good point. Good analogy. The warrior yeah. man, I think that, um, you know, he's always going to get kind of, uh, I don't like to use the word hate when someone has an opinion. I think that's unfair, but you know, there's this perception. Slander. That, yeah. I mean, there's a perception that warrior man, uh, you know, wasn't very good and that's fair, but like, it's not about just wrestling all the time, you know, like yeah. the guy was special. He's, I would say, if not a household name close to it, I think, um, and again, we talk about originality. Sure, he painted his face, but like the tassels, um, all the colors, like the way he spoke, you know, I think he was pretty damn original too. Uh, like I said, in my opinion, best body in the history of wrestling. The dude looked like a action figure come to life, like He-Man, um, super cool. Like I, I cheered against Hulk Hogan probably for one of the first times it's crazy when uh yeah when he faced hogan mm-hmm. for the wf title um one of my all-time favorites now we got to get to the we got to get to the hard part that i just want to say said, sure i just want to say one quick thing um you say like people have like their opinions hatred a little bit towards them mm-hmm. i think i don't know what you guys think if especially for me personally because i've said some things about him as well if he his career ends at WrestleMania seven ish. Like he leaves mm-hmm. the company and doesn't come back at WrestleMania eight and just leaves forever. Mm-hmm. He has a different legacy because mm-hmm. all that start and stop and stuff. He didn't do it. Like Piper Piper did it strategically mm-hmm. where he had like a few, then he would leave. Warrior was doing it, holding people up for money. He was doing some bad things. I mean, to the, the legend of the warrior would have been like, uh, you know, I hate to say the analogy like a Bill Russell, but it would have been like, it would have been like, it would have been like, I don't know, man. It would have been, um, he would have never tainted it, you know, like he would have exactly, just, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Like it would have yeah. been the th- the stuff of legend, is my point. Like, it would yeah, have like been, he, there would have been no WrestleMania 8 and leaving at right. SummerSlam. There would have been no coming. If he was back. just gone. Yeah. It would have been like squashing, wow. squashing Triple H, having that tobacco and then, um, and WCW, I'm saying, like, this is the stuff, the start and stop and holding up for money, all that stuff. Like, he 
him versus law or like all that stuff was just bad man right yeah, yeah um, i see, rarely I think of that i rarely think of that though yeah me too that's what i'm saying i don't but, think like i know what you're saying yeah but like i don't know i don't think it hurts his legacy you know what i mean like he's still like the ultimate warrior he's still a hall of famer no no well, not, mike, just... what mike's saying though is like i guess when uh when he, he's gotten the rep his his reputation worsened sure yeah right coming back it's all pro, this time it's, and it's for some people they only remember you know, the latest like, shit yeah yeah there's only they one the last guy year. in the history of pro wrestling his name's bret hart yeah everybody bret else man are, are carnies but <laughs> carnies <laughs> this was fun we all love the warrior man yes we gotta keep it real though yeah broadcast journalists mm -hmm. we gotta grade this thing yep john boy why don't you start us out with the letter grade for Ultimate Warrior 89 presented by Coliseum Home Video. All right. Well, I know uh, World Tour 90, I think, is is up there for me so far. We've been doing these for, for quite a few weeks. I know I was a big fan of World Tour 90. I liked Crunch Classic. Um, This is just a tiny bit below those for me. This is about a... Uh, B minus. It's um, a little redundant towards the end, as much as I love Rick Rude. Mm -hmm. I think maybe I would have, it would have benefited if, if you just showed the Meadowlands match in its entirety and just forgot the WrestleMania 5 because I've seen it, you know. Um, and other than that, I loved Warrior hosting. I would have probably preferred another two minutes of him cutting some promos and taking me into uh, fantasy land with him, you know. Honestly, because I love that shit. But um, yeah, I go B minus on Ultimate Warrior 1989. That's me. What do you Mike, got, Mike? We're gonna save Mike, we're gonna save oh, the best for last. We're gonna save fair. it for last. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna grade this thing wearing my Ultimate Warrior rose tinted glasses. I love the Warrior Man. Every time I see him, I'm excited. I'm into it. That Macho Man match was just that was awesome for me. Obviously, getting to see Rick Rude multiple times. I gave it overall a solid B. Nice round, even B. This is shocking. So when I um, we're always out for that perfect tape. We're out for that A plus tape. We're, and when we're this still out here searching. When this thing started off, I said we might have it. We might have it. You now, um, that being said, the tape production, as I I usually grade that as well from A to you know A to Z product placement i gave that an a plus for having a warrior host it the match placements um i liked everything about the tape as far as production wise with the, how they did everything the don't smoke um, commercial the slim gym everything yeah from a to z yeah um so i that was great for me um my overall grade surprisingly is higher than both of you guys and i'm shocked by that wow it, mm. it, it, it is at a, a b plus and if it wasn't mm. for the them two matches, not to single them out, but the mm -hmm. Valentine match and the Haku match, this would have been a probably an, a definitely an a, a, probably an A plus tape if you were to take them out. And I kind of agree with you now that you said that if you just do a clip of WrestleMania five versus the clip of the Meadowlands mm -hmm. and show the full Meadowlands, right? Then it adds a little something to that tape. But uh, I. Yeah, well, well I'm going to ask you, like, do you do you prefer um, or do you mind at this point seeing, 
like WrestleMania five match on there or Royal Rumble ninety the pose that do you want to see stuff think, from I think the it's pivotal. Well, the thing is, you're doing it from your eyes, Duke's eyes, my eyes. What if somebody never doesn't know who the ultimate right. warrior is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This you gotta tells you all about the Rick Rude. This is basically Warrior Rick Rude feud right here. Yeah. And Warrior Honky Tonk Man feud. Okay. So mm-hmm. I like the way they I like the way they did it. Um, this isn't now on DVD days where they could do six hours. They can only had to do a two hour tape. So very rarely is there a purely two hour tape. It's a lot of, you know, hour and fifty minutes. So I would have did what you said, maybe do a clip of five looking back on it, or they still had an extra 15 minutes to play with to, to get up to that two hour period um, where there's a different cutoff of production costs. But oh, yeah. that being said, I mean, I love this tape. I'll, I would rewatch it. I love the him introducing everything. It's do you just own it? Too- huh? Do you <laughs> own it? I don't have $150 now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, good thing is that thing is all over the the original is uh all over uh all over the place where you can watch the unedited Peacock version. It's all over the place, so that's good. Nice. nice. All right, so one more thing. Now we gave our grades. Yep, we've been doing this now. It's our sixth episode. We've been picking a star of the tape. Obviously, we're not going to pick the Warrior Man. He is the true star of the tape. Who wants to start this all for us? John, you want to start? You want me to start? Paper, you start. Paper, scissors, shoot. You, you, okay. you, you, you gave the best grade. You should start. Okay. I'm going to go with uh man who created the Ultimate Warrior, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, the job wrong. that he did, the job that he did, and that – see, this is why I love this tape, that Hercules match, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't – like, I'm glad I want to watch it again. That was just so good. <laughs> I mean, once again, that was when I Mark. thought this tape was going to be an A-plus. Yeah. And Vince did such a great job just making him. If you've never seen, you know, the Warrior just coming into it, right? And that's why I think they did with this tape, too. They made you, if you've never seen the Warrior, this is who he is. For us, we've seen these matches. Up until I this see- point, right? This is Warrior up until yeah, this point. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, WrestleMania 5, yeah, we've all seen a million times. And this is also not you as a nine-year-old, right? Or as a six-year-old, I should say. yeah. You yeah. never. What if you never seen WrestleMania five, Duke? What if you're not at WrestleMania five, right? I mean, what it could have shown. Don't, don't take that away from me. Man. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> God forbid, man. But, that's crazy talk. But yeah, Vince McMahon. Well, no, no, you're right though. And I love the Vince McMahon thing. Pulling that out, that's a smart one. And I, and I think you're you're on the money with uh, just giving him his, his props for for this uh, Warrior tape. But I did want to say, no spoilers, but future down the line with Coliseum Classics, there is another Ultimate Warrior 1992 that we'll get to. And that's a whole uh, other, you know, gallery of Warrior stuff that's going to be fun to visit. Because I also like that era of Warrior, too. You know, when it gets into that tricky, weird, you know, post IC title stuff. And that tape, I do not remember. Like, I've seen it for sure. Mm -hmm. But this tape here, I do remember as a kid. And. That mm-hmm. one is not the one I got my hands on all the time. That wasn't like red, like out there for me, at least. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it probably 15 times, but I couldn't tell you the matches on there, which is I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> might yeah. have to wait a little bit, though. Might have to wait a little bit. Yeah, might have to wait a little bit. Duke, who's your star of the tape? I'll I'll kick it to you. My star of the tape is going to be to no one's surprise. The Macho Man Randy Savage, baby. Oh. Because that was my favorite match. 
That was my favorite match on the tape. Super cool to see title versus title matches. You don't get them a whole lot. Um, and listen, man, I love the Macho Man. I feel like he doesn't get enough respect. I know that's crazy to say, but like, I feel like his name is in the conversation as the best ever. I feel like it really should be there. Um, if you're not into the Macho Man, go watch the Macho Man stuff. Perhaps the greatest storyteller in the history of pro wrestling. I said what I said. John Boy, who's your star of the tape? Hmm. My star of the tape? It's funny. We all have a different one. I thought we would all have the same one. But we're obviously excluding the Ultimate Warrior. Mine's not that clever. But it is, uh, it's on the money. It's the man, Minnesota's own, ravishing Rick Rude. Nice. I sometimes, mean, listen, man, sometimes the obviously the obvious answer is the correct one. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, Rick Rude in this, like you guys said, this kind of encapsulates his feud with Warrior. And it reminds you just how I hear what you're saying. Maybe he could have got a little bit more out of the out of the big man or at least taught him a thing or two more. Yep. Got some cooperation. But what I did love to see is um, I think that this feud without this feud, what is Rick Rude's WWF career? Mm. Jake like Roberts. Jake the Snake. Yeah, I mean, it's Jake the Snake over Cheryl or whatever. I think it was Cheryl at the time or Cheryl Roberts. Um, you know, other than that, um, I Rude really benefited from this view with the Warrior in, in, in terms of his legacy. I think it was important for him. And do you agree? No, absolutely. And twice it benefited from it, you know, mm -hmm. because obviously you got the IC title. And then, you know, when Warrior Man goes on, WrestleMania 6 becomes the WWF champion. You got that SummerSlam match with Rick Rude. Yes. Like, that was a, you know, that was like a legit. That was a main event. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, no, because you. Yeah. Because, like, the, here's the guy that beat the Ultimate Warrior. The unbeatable oh. Ultimate Warrior. He pinned him for his first pinfall loss and, you know, took his belt. So, like, I remember Rude coming back. Remember, he had the short hair now. Yeah, Still look like a million bucks, obviously, and you were like... I oh, liked him better with the like, short hair. Am I... Yeah. Do you guys like well, better with the short hair? I think it's just, like, you know, the time, you know, like... It was over the... the, the, the yeah, I don't moments. know. I don't care. That dude's so cool. I mean, I even liked him when he didn't have a mustache, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That was, like, his <laughs> trademark, but... Um, yeah, man. So my new thing is just to let you guys in on it. When we pick a star of the tape, I'm going to pick someone that you guys don't pick. And that's why Rick Rude was not picked. Oh, because I just thought it'd be cool to, that we all have, you know, different answers. Rick Rude is obviously the star of this tape besides <laughs> the ultimate warrior. I mean, whenever the guys, yeah, I'm just saying, like, as far yeah. as... No, Rude was saw, amazing you know, on this tape. Vince is a, yeah, great Vince reminder. Is a great answer. Vince is a great answer for sure. Oh, no, yeah, digging deep to find a, a star is fun. Uh, I think yeah. that this one for me was a little obvious because Rude was featured so heavy. Rick Rude, man, I said uh, he passed away 23 years ago, 24 years ago. The age I am now, 40. That man was oh, way too young. Way too young, awesome. bro. That's just insane to think about. That Rick Rude had. So, I mean, I'm warrior. You know, these guys watching these tapes, it's bittersweet at times, but you got to remember remember the good stuff, the great stuff. Yep. And this was really great. Why, uh, You know, reliving Ultimate Warrior 1989's version anyway. And we'll see him again in 92 on Coliseum Classics eventually.
Mike, before we head out, you got anything else about Ultimate Warrior 89? No, no. Well, I would like to invite you guys back next week as we cover WWF inside the steel cage. We're going to be inside the steel cage. We're not going to be inside. We're going to be, you're going to be in your triple C there. We're going to be in our, the comforts of our own home. You know, we're still slumming it over here while you got the whole triple C, but, uh, hope you guys continue to follow along with Coliseum classics where we watch review, discuss all of Coliseum home videos, the stuff that we grew up on, the stuff that made us love pro wrestling. So for John, host of No Sold, a wrestling podcast, our roadman Zern, the professor himself, join us next week for episode seven, Inside the Steel Cage. This has been Coliseum Classics, and that's the tale to take.